What the Karate and Garage? I'm Corey Colt. I'm Freddy Wolf. Kickstart January 25th. Man. Jesus, already. Yeah, I know. Then the next time we do a Kickstart, it'll be the 1st of February. How about that shit? Oh, I was going to say it'll be December before you know it. <laughs> Rewind. All right. So we hope you guys uh, enjoyed Dead Presidents. For those of you who listened, cared to listen to Dead Presidents. Yeah. It's a, it's not our usual, uh, usual fare. And, but you know, we've changed things up, but we you know, as you can tell, we absolutely love that fucking movie. And, uh, yeah. Uh, so much so that I ended up watching from hell after I listened to the episode again on Thursday. I'm like, I'm going to, I'm going to watch Yeah, man. That, yeah. Dude, I, I watched Menace. Yeah. Well, cause like, cause you know, right after we both recorded, we we recorded that episode. We both ordered Menace. Cause you're like, you had told me it was like, Oh, it's only like five it's, bucks. It's like five yeah, bucks on totally. Amazon. I'm like, dude, done. And it came like the next day too. And I got it. Yeah. I mean, I ordered it like late in the afternoon and it showed up around 10 AM the next day, <laughs> which, you know, love if that. that's, uh, if that, if that, if that's incentive, well, there you go. Yeah. We're recording this on Sunday morning and, uh, the King Kong versus Godzilla trailer dropped. Now I don't know when it happened, but now it's called Godzilla versus Kong. I didn't remember them changing the name, but then again, I haven't been on social media much the last two, three weeks. So if they changed it on, if that's where everybody found out about it being changed and that's where we found out. But I always thought they kept the old name up until, well, obviously this week when they put out the teaser and then now the trailer. Anyway, right. I think it looks awesome. You know, saying that the, the wannabe Limp Biscuit knockoff song that they shoved in there. Yeah, weird. It's bad when you want to have a, you have a knockoff Limp Biscuit song in there. <laughs> right? I mean, good lord. Dude. But visually, it's badass. I mean, I'm surprised you see that. You see what you see in it of the fight. You know, I know that some people. I, I know the first Godzilla of this series was a little polarizing for some people, and um, I liked it a lot seeing it from the point of view of the family and the and the the humans but then i was good with with king of monsters too and how they handled it totally fine it's a good transition into this when you marry it with skull island but this looks like it you know i think this is going to make or break the whole thing you know what i mean i know they have their whole sure their whole kaiju cinematic universe or whatever they're really calling it yeah you're right i mean i feel like to me, it feels like they have too many balls in the air. Uh, you know, are you, do you want to have that cinematic universe? Are you going to make your DC cinematic universe? <laughs> Get one of them and make it good. That's all I'm asking. Well, I mean, so far, I think I've been enjoying this. There's three movies so far, and I think they, all, they work yeah. better than the DCU does. <laughs> sure, I'll give you that. I'm not sure I'm going to say I like any of them, but they are better than the DCU. Yeah, I like them quite a bit. We both watched it at the same time, different, you know, different places. But we both came back and said the same thing. It's like, I don't know if I could see this at home. Oh, I can't. And I know it's a simultaneous release. It's like going, it's out March 26th. I'm like, I, I even if it's a drive-in, dude, even if it's a drive-in, I have to go to a drive-in. I have to. I can't see this at home. It's the first time. I know for sure that's what ruined the last Godzilla movie for me, King of the Monsters, because I saw it at home. I, or I sat on a plane of oh, all geez. places. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that doesn't help anybody. Especially, I mean, at least at home, no, and I, I can crank the sound, and you know, it'll look good, and I can crank the sound, and feel feel the bass. Can't really pull that off with headphones, you know. Nope, not even with the beats. I'm excited for the movie. I'm just, 
I just know that there's no way I'm going to watch this at home as the first time. Sure. Just Me no neither, way. man. Not a, no, no chance. The, the trailer was fun. Yeah. Uh, it was a little underwhelming every time somebody would open their mouth and drop a <laughs> line of bad dialogue. But, you know, visually, I thought the Kong and Godzilla, fuck, they look great. It looks like my kind of movie. Uh, I'm hoping that it's going to be, and uh, I'm gonna remain hopeful. But I gotta see it in the theater. I can't. I can't. Uh, I can't do it at home. Yeah, I might find myself putting it on, but not before I see it in the theater. No, I gotta go get. You know, I gotta get my vaccination and, I, and go put myself in a movie theater. <laughs> That's the plan. How old are you? I'm 69. Help me out 69. here. Give me, a, Give shot. me a shot. I gotta get to the movies. <laughs> we should go. <laughs> be the best, dude. Just go with all of our makeup friends, get a, get a, you know, get a live cast of us and old man ourselves up and go get our shots. Yeah, dude. Just get and some the, Johnson and Johnson baby powder, put it in your hair, you know, <laughs> give yourself a brain cancer. You pull up your sleeve and, <laughs> hey, you don't look like you have, you don't have 69 year old man. I know I work out. Just stick me with the needle fucker. Moisturize. <laughs> Just give me the shot. Now. Did I had this weird dream last night that, you know, Joey was like 40. And I'm like in my 80s or whatever, whatever the difference is. I think it's right. And he looks just like I do now. And it was weird. It was a weird dream. That is a weird dream. Fortunately, he still had his hair. Well, there you go. He got his he got his mom's hair. Don't tell him he's going to be. Don't tell him. It'll be terrible. Son, I had a dream about you last night and you were bald. <laughs> <laughs> Way to go, Corey. His hair has been growing out since even before the pandemic. So it's like down to his shoulders, not one length. And it looks good on him. Yeah, man, I haven't, uh, it, it's coming rapidly coming up on a, a year since I had a haircut. Yeah. Be, uh, dude, the last time I saw you, I was like going, holy shit, dude, that's just growing. Yeah. <laughs> it's, uh, you know, it's, I, I don't, God, I don't think the last time it was this long, I was probably like in 10th grade, maybe. <laughs> I was, Melody had asked me, she's like, you know, when, we're, when, when I was talking, when I was teasing Joey about cutting his hair, uh, she goes, if you had your, if you still had a full head of hair, like how would you be wearing it? And I said, I don't know. It's hard to say because honestly, uh, I've been without it for 20 something years. I mean, to the point where, you know, I was already shaving. It was probably like around 20 years ago, 18 years ago, somewhere in there where I was shaving all the time. But, he, he, you know, if, if, for have, if I had this still had a full head of hair like it was, even when, when we met, when I still you know, kept it trim. But uh, I don't know if I'd ever go back to what it was when I was in my 20s. That whole look doesn't fit anymore. I had the whole, I don't want to say it was a mullet, but it was a sort of mullet. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Totally. It wasn't, I didn't, it wasn't trim on top. It, I didn't do the whole business in the front party and the rear bullshit that people joke about. Right. Um, oh, by the way, I'm, I'm going to say this real quick. Right now, Color Out of Space Blu-ray is only $6.96 on Amazon right now. I just want to throw that out there. Yeah. If you're into, if you dug the movie or you're looking for something to watch while you're super fucking high. There you go. There you go. Um, but hair, yeah, I would, yeah, I would grow it out, dude. I would grow it out. Probably, maybe I'll, I'd keep it all like one length, like Joey has, but maybe just like maybe just like blow the jawline kind of thing. Maybe some around there. Yeah, mine is. Uh, I'm mine is just. I'm gonna let it grow until I just can't take it anymore. <laughs> I kept it short forever because I just it got once I cut it when I was like you know because I played sports and they were like you need to cut your hair, son. I was like. Ugh. You know, but I pretty much kept it short up until now, just because I could never get back to the, there's, you got to let it go until it gets, it has to hit a certain point. And then you're like, then it start, 
But until it got to that point, I would always just be like, fucking, it's starting to look, it looks awful. And I've just cut it. <laughs> you got it, you know, now because of COVID, I just didn't care. Yeah. It wasn't going, wasn't going anywhere. Yeah, that's fair. COVID. <laughs> Affecting everybody's, everybody's uh, hygiene and, and, uh, and hair and skin products. Dude, I was looking at a picture I took on the 14th of December, no beard. And like, my beard is so thick right now. <laughs> Thick beard. I was like, wow, that motherfucker grows fast now. Cause I, there was years I couldn't even grow a, f- like it had patches, I had holes in it. I so I just didn't grow one. And now it's right. like, you know, now I look like a biblical character. Well, what do you think it is? Do you think a dietary change too? Uh, it's that and probably um, just letting it, uh, that, I mean, uh, maybe, maybe it's diet. Could yeah. be. I mean, let's be honest here. How stressful was your year last year of not working? Uh, or working, working, make it a little bit more stressful. And maybe that's affected thing. Who knows? Well, no, but I mean, I've been able to grow a beard for like the last 10 years. Like, but until I was like 40, oh. it had patches and it had holes, right. you know, it would, the, you know, it wouldn't, it wouldn't connect under my nose. I always had a, you know, I had like the D'Artagnan <laughs> three musketeers mustache. <laughs> um, the the Eugene you know, Levy. Little, it looked like a, yeah, it looked like I shaved in the middle. It just wouldn't grow there. And now it's like, <laughs> speaking of Eugene Levy, Shits Creek, Shits Creek. But no, I was really going to say armed and dangerous, but that's all right. Yeah. Oh yeah. 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 Totally. Yeah. I think, uh, that is another from our good friends at Mill Creek. I think yeah. there's a, uh, VHS retro release. Yeah. I just, it just came yeah. out recently is, and it's super cheap. That one's super fun. And possibly I can't remember the timeline. If this is before or after Top Gun and Meg Ryan's first before. appearance. Yeah. I think it's pretty, before. I'm pretty sure it's before. Um, and she's a baby. And how's, but how's that for a weird romantic dynamic? Eugene Levy John and Candy. Meg Ryan. Or was, actually, right. John, was it John Candy? I think so. Jesus, I haven't seen it in so long. I don't remember. Either way. <laughs> yes, either way. It's, uh, Anyway, John Odd. Candy, Canadian national treasure, worldwide, international treasure. Yep. Best thing to ever come out of Canada. Oh, I still can't believe it. He was, he passed it 43, dude. Yeah. Well, that's what three packs of cigarettes and, you know. And just with three his packs lifestyle, of cigarettes a day. Man, yeah. 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 He lived hard. Hard living. Hard living. Only the lonely. Dude. Yeah, man. That's a good one. <sighs> anyway. It's a little, let's, let's, let's just get to it. Let's do it. All right. Uh, first up, I, we both kind of decided recently, and I think we might have actually verbalized this. Um, we want to pick something fun from each of us. One that's, you know, that maybe costs a few dollars and another one that's not going to cost you if you already have most subscription services or the, the main ones anyway. So first up, I'm going to throw up my Blu-ray choice for this week. And we, we touted the whole Paramount Presents releases that came out last year. And what's cool now is they're, like I said before, they're identifying them in numbers now. So this one I'm about to mention is number 13 in the series. And it's Danny Kay in the classic, The Court Jester. Yes. You lived up north when when Tom Hatton used to do the movie matinees on the weekends. Mm-hmm. So he would do the Popeye cartoons and Tom Slick and... Felix the Cat, all that shit in the morning and in the afternoon, maybe after they showed a Dodger game or an Angel game, they would have a movie. And I felt like Court Jester, Danny Kaye and Bob Hope were the two main stars of 
everything that they showed. <laughs> they occasionally showed Abbott and Costello, but mainly this is how I, how I uh, cut my teeth with these older movies that my dad and I would watch. But Court Jester may be the fucking best one out of all of them. It is so damn funny. And Paramount, again, Paramount presents this whole series. They kill it with this one too. I was just looking at the review before we start recording on Blu-ray.com. Five out of five on video, dude. Wow. Five out of five for a movie that is 70 years 70 old. years old. <laughs> if at least. It's close. 65 years old. 65, dude. Wow. That movie's older than everybody listens to this show. Yes. I think. Well, how old is Don? Yes. How old is Don? No, Don, Don is younger than us. Is he really? Yeah, he's 40. I think he's 49. Sorry, Don. I didn't know. <laughs> or he might be turning the big five zero this year. I'm not oh, sure. All right, whatever. It's all good. He's, he's very close. If you've never seen this, you need to see it. Even the, by the way, even the audio is a solid three and a half. That's pretty amazing. I'm not, again, like a lot of these older movies that come out on Blu-ray, unless somebody got together and shot new interviews and stuff, there's not a lot of extras and almost everybody involved with this movie is no longer with us. And uh, that, that's a bummer too, but a very young Angela Lansbury is in this too. Oh yeah. This movie's so fun. I wish it was streaming somewhere so I could just tell you, watch it first, but I guarantee you this is one of the best blind buys you'll ever make. And uh, it's on, it's on the usual pricing you see for these Paramount releases is, is $22.99 right now. And you can pre-order it on Amazon or wherever you buy your movies. But they did the same thing they did with Roman Holiday. They did something really cool with it. They did the whole pull out and you know insert thing because they haven't done that with all the releases for in the series. But this one is one of those. When I saw the score that they gave it on video, I need that. <laughs> I need right? that. So I I I wasn't even aware it was coming out until um till this week. So I thought, you know what, I'm going to do this. I'm going to wear it right now. So you'll get to hear my feedback on that on uh, next week. There you go. Court Jester, Blu-ray, Paramount Court Presents. Court Jester. Yeah, man, that's fucking great. I'm very excited by it. Uh, my Blu-ray selection of the week is from our good friends at Kino. Kino! Uh, but they just dropped a um, special edition of John Frankenheimer's The Train, which had only been before, had only been uh, MGM DVD special edition, which has a lot of great stuff on it. But Blu-ray wise, uh, Twilight Time had done a release, but it was a limited edition early on. And then right. it was one of those hard to find, you know, you you could find it. You could find it if you went to eBay, but, you know, people wanted like $190 for it. And it's a badass cover too, the, the black and white sketchy one. Uh, oh, yeah, 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 totally. And um, so, yeah, Kino just dropped that uh, at Amazon. It's $19.99, but man, it's it's loaded but I'm a big fan of Lancaster. I'm a big fan of Frankenheimer. Yep. And this fits right into my, you know, wheelhouse of, you know, those kind of men on a mission, World War II films of the 60s. So it hits all those bases. Right. If you know what it's, if you don't know what it's about, uh, it, it involves the French resistance trying to derail the train that the Nazis uh, are stealing all of the uh, artwork from the Louvre and sending it back to Berlin. So uh, Lancaster plays an American who's working with the French resistance. Good stuff, man. I mean, you'll learn a little history. You'll, you know, it's a good 
exciting. It's a film that builds and, you know, you get some great performances from Lancaster, Paul Schofield as uh, his arch nemesis, the, uh, the general Jean Moreau is in it as a friendly uh, sort of, you know, woman who kind of uh, helps Lancaster out a little bit. I don't want to give it away, but mm -hmm. uh, yeah, man, check out the train special edition from Kino. Yeah. And that cover is the same cover that I talked about that the deal with yeah. Twilight, except for this one with the color cover. <laughs> it's the same one otherwise. Yes. And get it now where you can still get the sleeve, get the slip cover on it too. Yep. Mine came like last week. In typical fashion, don't forget about this either. Kino and their isolated scores. Yes. Maurice Jarre. Again, for no other reason, seriously, switch it over for the isolated score and just watch that. Yeah. I mean, it, look, there's a there's an audio commentary from Frankenheimer on it. There's a new commentary uh, from Steve Mitchell in Combat Films, Stephen J. Rubin. There's an essay, a book, essay booklet from uh, Julie Kurgo. There's the trailer from Hell's Brian Trenchard Smith. Uh, you get the slipcase, reversible art, theatrical trailer. You know, it's you know, it it's probably the best version of this that is going to be around. Yep, they they do a nice job there at Kino when they uh, set their minds to something. So, you know, I mean, I watch this movie at least once a year. It's you know, and I I learn something and see something new every time I see it. You know, it's when Frankenheimer was. I mean, there was a Frankenheimer was on a run in the '60s, man. You know, from Manchurian Candidate to The Train to Seven Days in May, Seconds, Grand Prix. You know, the guy was top of the game. I want to say I haven't seen this since I saw it on AMC maybe 15 years ago, maybe a little bit longer. Oh, it's beautifully shot, man. It's yeah. it's a... Uh, it is black and white. Don't let the cover fool you. Yeah, <laughs> I was going to make that point. It's, like you said, it's beautifully shot. It's... A, Fucking gorgeous movie. And like you said, it probably benefits from being from being black and white for just really just super contrasty. And it, again, it's just, I saw it on TV. So I'd be nice to look forward to seeing it on Blu-ray myself. Yeah, it was a thing I saw the first time I was turned on to. It was, God, probably like 1987. I was in a uh, film appreciation class at, uh, you know, Fresno Junior College. Oh, no, I'm sorry, not Fresno Junior College. It's College of Sequoias in Visalia. Mm. I was still in high school. But I was took it with a friend of mine who was a couple years older who's like, yeah, you should sign up. And I was like, oh, yeah, class to go see movies, get college credit. Sure. And, uh, you know, so it's where I, this is that's where I saw the train. I mean, I didn't I knew nothing about it at the time. It was, you know, and they were running 35 millimeter prints. We went from, you know, it was anything from like the train, Bicycle Thief, uh, Roman Holiday, uh, all the way up to The Empire Strikes Back was the last film of the semester. <laughs> Awesome. So yeah, man, it's uh, you should do, you do, you'll dig it. I, I haven't run it yet. Um, I'm just waiting for a chance. I've been kind of busy, but I because I want to see uh, I want to see how beautiful this print is. Yeah, because even the DVD, which I still have, is is pretty good. But I mean, this is definitely going to be a world better than that. They haven't re reviewed it yet on Blu-ray. They just reviewed the the Twilight one, and even if they used the same encode, it's still four out of. They're listed as a four point two out of five. Yeah. In the video, which is, and here's what's nutty. This is what I was talking about before. It's rare, but the audio is a solid four out of five for a right. movie that's that old. And dude, the sound design of the, I mean, it, yes. it's just, this is a fully immersive movie, man. That's what I remember. And I watched it in stereo off, off again, off of AMC. So <laughs> I'm going off that. Right. Granted, it is a mono movie and at best you're going to get a two channel um, on, on the DTS side of things, but that's only for the music. And uh, so you're getting the mono all the way through. But 
the fact is it's a DTS HD um, on this, this. I'm really nerding out for myself and for Jason Fortnite. I know you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> right. And I, I hope the uh, basement uh, redesign's going well. And again, it's it's the typical DTS HD master and it, and it sounds and other titles in this era sound so good. Sometimes you don't get that extra effort, but you know, Twilight does that kind of thing and Kino does that kind of thing. They make the extra effort. Yeah, man. Kino. Unfortunately, they don't they don't specify on Kino's site what they did with the audio. Right. You know, and but I have to assume I, we've seen crossover before with these two companies as far as uh, transfers. So yes, I think we might see the same thing again here. Uh, I've already ordered it since as we've been talking. <laughs> I figured right. Why, Why not? not? I was going to mention this last week, but we kind of went over and we did cover some things and enough things. So uh, I've been watching on Netflix occasionally. I'm, I'm not, uh, I'm not binging this, which is weird because usually on a show I get, I get into, I binge the shit out of, but I'm, I'm halfway through it. I guess it's kind of, I want to say it's a teenager show, I guess, but it's really a, a fantasy show called I Am Not Okay With This. And this premiered last summer. I'm going to say maybe last spring. And it got a lot of play because everybody was right at the beginning when everybody was staying home last year. Picked up a lot of uh, feedback from people about how good it was. So I just got into it now. And it's got Sophia Lillis and why all of her, the two leads in it. And the, you'll know them both because they are the kids and the, the two it uh, feature films recently. Right. And they got great chemistry. I don't want to give anything away. So it's kind of like, I don't want to say it's a cop-out recommendation, but just watch it. It's super good. I don't, if I even talk more about it, then I'm giving things away. And it's kind of hard not to be too revealing talking about this show. So you have to find people that have already watched it before, you know, that, and that, that you've watched it also before you start having discussions. Cause you'll, you'll see what I'm talking about soon enough. I can't even tell you the titles of the episodes because those are spoiler. You know, yeah, totally. It's not like the X Files where you could see a name of something you have no idea what the hell they're talking about, and then after you see, it, you're like, "Oh, I understand why it's called that now." But no, I am not okay with this. Check it out. Yeah, nice man. Um, all right, well, my uh, my thing that'll cost you nothing unless you don't have Showtime <laughs> is uh, Tiller Russell's documentary Operation Odessa, uh, which I I knew nothing about until my brother. Uh, and I were talking and he said, oh, hey, man, have you seen Operation Odessa? And I'm like, no, what's it about? And then he told me and I was like, what the fuck? How do I not know about this? So here, I'm going to read it. I'm just going to read you the log line so I don't blow any of it uh, because I haven't finished it. I started watching it last night, but I had a long day and I, I nodded off, but I'm definitely going to finish this. From the director and producers of The 7-5 comes Operation Odessa, a true crime thriller about a Russian mobster, a Miami playboy, and a Cuban spy who team up to sell a nuclear submarine to a Colombian drug cartel. A gangster epic that hopscotches from Brooklyn to Miami and Cali to Moscow, the documentary tells the story of three friends who set out to hustle the Russian mob, the Cali cartel, and the DEA for the score of a lifetime. The tale became an international media sensation, but the truth about what really happened has remained an underworld myth until now. Until now. And dude, the uh, the one cat, the Russian dude, he calls, he opens a strip joint. And do you want to know what the strip joint was called? Tell me. Porkies. <laughs> <laughs> He's original. Well, that's what sold me. I was like, oh man. I mean, the whole thing of what, what when my brother said, yeah, because we were talking about Porkies is how it came up. So yeah, man, Operation Odessa. It's on Showtime. Uh, you can check out the trailer on IMDb if you wish. But yeah, if, if you have Showtime and you're looking for something wild and 
crazy and true, check out Operation Odessa. I mean, we don't really, we don't usually plug documentaries. I think we've maybe done a couple. We did the Go-Go's and I think we've plugged Zach's stuff. Yeah, uh, yeah. The Rainbow and Milius. But this is one you might want to see. Yeah, that sounds good. If you haven't visited any of those other ones that we mentioned, especially Zach's, both of the Zach's, you, as soon as you said Milius, I'm like, oh, I need to watch that again. I think I've seen that more than any doc ever, like ever. And I'm not saying this because. Oh, no, no, dude. That Zach's listening. But I've been a big fan of his work since like even before he humped a, a donkey. Right. Before he was became the don- donkey humper. <laughs> dude, that's how I describe him to people. When I, when I mentioned yeah. Milius, I'm like, I hate to say, go, oh, you've seen Zach before. And like, really? In Clerks too. I'm like, what was he in Clerks too? I'm like, well, he's the performer. What do you mean? the Oh, the performer. <laughs> I'm like, yes. That's Zach. It, it, even before that, I've been a big fan of Zach and what Zach and Joey did when they were doing the behind the scenes for Clerks 2. Oh, yeah. And that was at a time dude, where a video of a vlog was even a phrasing. You know, people were not doing video stuff. And I used to just go on iTunes and I would have it. And every time there was a new episode, I downloaded it. And it was so good. It was so fun because the, you know, I was a, you know, a real big fan of Kevin's work at that time. And I was really looking forward to this movie. I mean, who, who wasn't looking forward to a sequel to Clerks? And I, I thought it was, I enjoyed what Zach and Joey did behind the scenes more than I enjoyed the movie. Even though there's some moments in the movie, I think are probably some of Kevin's best work. Like I wasn't already a big fan of that. So when Milius came around, I was already like, cool, John Milius doc. And then when I saw who was involved in it, then I'm like, oh shit, and I got to get, I got to get into this. And uh, I I think it was Epics. Epics was, uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. It was Epics. And I, and I subscribed to it just to watch this. Yeah, me too. It was the only reason I got Epics. I think I just did the 30 day free and then I canceled it. <laughs> I think I kept it longer as long as it was still there. I think I watched it like once a month and I'm not kidding about that. I think I probably seen this like 10 times at least. I'll say it again. If there was an optical release, I would own it. I would. Yeah. I mean, it's funny that there's not, it's so weird. Right. Um, because it's, it's definitely made its rounds now. And because well, the thing is about it is like Epic's, doesn't even keep it on the network all the time. It's not even on their app all the time. So why? No, it's on Prime right now. Again? Mm-hmm. Okay, so I knew, because we talked about last time it was back on Prime. Yeah. And it's on there. There you go. There's another one. If you haven't seen it, watch it. Damn it. Oh, yes. And then watch The Rainbow afterwards. Yeah. <sighs> the Rainbow should come up as related to when you're watching it. So, you know, you just go right into it. <laughs> yeah. Watch one, you'll get pumped with the other one. By the way, some something fun I want to point out too. If you're not already following, I mean, we're not much on Twitter anymore ourselves. That is true. But if you want to follow Zach on on Twitter, he's, uh, ironically, it's King Kong Zach. It's King Kong Z A K. Truth. <laughs> King Kong brought it all the way back. Boom, just like that. How has it been since Milius? Is it was like 2013? Right, 2013. Eight years. Yeah, I'm I'm kind of like thinking about this now. They premiered South by right. It sounds right, Selfie. That is right. That is correct. Oh, man. Dude, I'm telling you, I, I know we wax a lot. Anytime this movie comes, this, this, this doc comes up, we, we talk about it because it's that fucking good. And it's not because he's a friend. It's it's fucking great. Right. Well, dude, it's just because it's, it's first of all, it, it's 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 excellent filmmaking. Yes. But it's also, it's John Milius, man. And yes. like, I feel like, I feel like there's a whole, there's a whole generation of people now that don't know who John Milius is. Right. But they should. I did, but I, I learned so much about the man watching it. Yeah. 
And, and when you get to that last moment in the dock, right? The last recent stuff that Zach and, and Joey shot, I'm not going to talk about it. It's just, oh, yeah, it's a perfect capper to the perfect period of the whole project. It's, and you think a movie about, about this guy, a documentary about this guy is not going to kind of, it's funny. It's super serious, but it's also, you know, it's very poignant. Yeah. Heartbreaking. Yes. All of it. Um, it's, it's one of the few yeah, docs that I've seen where they weren't dealing with such heavy subject matter. You know, usually these kind of docs that make you go through the emotions there it's, you know, I worked on a project about, um, about human trafficking in India. You go through all the emotions of that, but it's just, you feel, you feel depleted and you feel super depressed after watching it. It's not this. This makes this movie makes you want to go watch all his movies, everything he was involved in. Which is a lot. Yes. There's stuff that you, I mean, you know, there's stuff that you, you won't even know he's involved in unless yeah. you watch the documentary. Right, right. And we're talking, dude, everybody. Yes. You, you know, they interview everybody in this yeah. thing. And the, and just that one little bit at the very beginning about about that about that group of filmmakers, you know, I don't want to I don't want to talk about it. I feel, I can talk about it forever, but I don't want to talk about it anymore because I want people to see it and be completely fresh to it. Yeah, exactly. And then once you see it, you're going to find yourself doing the same damn thing. You want you want everybody to see it. Yeah. And right now is the best time. If it's on Prime, fine. yeah, it's on Prime, man. It's uh, it, yeah. I, I I had noticed that it came back on Prime again because I wanted to watch. Uh, well, there's there's a there's several reasons to rewatch it. It's you know its rewatchability is high. Yeah, um, which is rare for a doc. Right, because usually once you know, it's like yeah, okay, great. But it's, you're, you're, whatever whatever information you've been divvied out is like recorded to memory, and you don't think about it again. Yeah. Yeah. So check that out too. <laughs> Operation Odessa, Milius, and the Rainbow. Yeah. Free. <laughs> there you go. I'm gonna have to put a lot of links in this one because we talked about a lot of shit more than we usually do. We did, and more than yeah, we did for sure that we talked about the beginning. Right. You know, it's just, it's organic, baby. All right, cool. If you want to follow us on Letterboxd, I'm at Corey underscore Culp. Or if you want to support us on Patreon, thank you again, Patreon supporters. Oh, and on that tip, by the way, we set out, like we did last week, we mentioned that we were going to post on Patreon and ask our Patreon supporters to pick some movies for us to cover in April. And we already have three movies chosen over four. Three if you want to pick number four, come join Patreon. Join us on Patreon, patreon.com slash KITG podcast and throw your uh, movie picks under the ring and see if you get chosen. <laughs> chosen. Yes, I am. Yeah. And where can they find you on Letterboxd? Right, man. <laughs> they can find me at Tom Cody on Letterboxd. That's Tom Cody. C-O-D-Y. And we should point out too, but I don't know if anybody's confused about that. It's actually Sharky's Machine. It is Sharky's machine. Yeah. But so don't be confused about it when you see it. It's right. The at Sharky's machine is is Tom Cody. It's me. That is yes. That's all one and the same. Yeah. Somebody had asked me about it. Is that is that Freddie and Michael? And yeah. Oh, okay. Oh, well, it yes. also helps because it says your name. <laughs> right. It does say my name. But yes, that's me. Sharky's machine. Tom Cody. Freddie. All of it. Cody. At Letterbox. It's all there. Cody. And you. And it's not hard to figure out. It's him anyway. No. <laughs> Not really. So there you go. Get your popcorn. Oh, and then so very soon, hopefully this week, you know, scheduling pending, we can do our first Patreon-only drop 
this week for the month of January. Right. And uh, we haven't done one in a bit. Got something special. It's our special, and then and, and then we'll announce it when once. Just we don't want to announce until we know we've done it. It's always a bummer when we don't get around to it. So scheduling being what it is, personal lives kind of doing our thing. You had to juggle some things. Juggling. Life is juggling. Cool. All right, that's it. All right, man. Cool. Got it.